Testing, 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 testing. How is everybody doing today? I hope everybody is doing well today. I am in the middle of doing a bunch of stuff, really, including having to take out the puppy. Because it's a beautiful day, or at least it was, and I wanted to take her out. But I wanted to read another chapter from the book we've been on for a while now, on the Silver Method. And this one is an intimate exercise for lovers. So I thought since February 14th is right around the corner. Maybe it could be useful for some of you, even though I have really no interest in this personally. Um, I only have interest in this on a curiosity level. As usual, you know, curiosity killed the cat. It's not true, by the way. Curiosity didn't kill the cat. The cat died because it was old. This is the truth. <laughs> so I have the video going uh, with EFT tapping. If you're watching it, that's kind of like the purpose of it. Um, and I read. Sometimes I put the camera on because so you know there is an actual person behind it, not a robot. I mean, it's pretty obvious by the amount of fuck-ups as I read, but, you know, just in case. <laughs> Let's just try and keep it real. And sorry for my sailor's mouth, but, you know, I should have been a sailor, probably. And the last minute they said, oh, it would be funnier if uh, it would be a woman. And poof, you know, but I was supposed to be a sailor, probably. <laughs> Yet, I am a woman, so sorry. It sucks. Sucks to be... No, it doesn't. <laughs> I would rethink the big breasts, though, if I had to put in a complaint. I would say, um, you know, small... Small, small, or small ones. <laughs> It'll be a lot easier when you like sports, you know, so next time just think ahead who you're giving the breast to. Some women love it, not so much, but I would never cut it like some of my friends did because they had really big breasts apparently and got a reduction. I'm not really judging, it's just these particular people seem to be really interested in getting cut up a lot. It was like they're... maybe they made money off of it. People lie all the time, right? So who knows? <laughs> anyway, enough with the shenanigans. Let's start reading this thing. Again, I was trying to look for the camera because I am very funny. On each screen they're in a different spot. I just wanted to show you that, you know. Here, I'll move it. 
Oh, you see this? I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yes. I'm trying to have some fun. Let's just say, you know, some days are harder than others without meaning. I'm starting to have a collection of pets up there, you know, pets. They're not pets, they're companions, but you know what I mean. Oh, I, I want to be your pet. He likes cuddles. She's very cuddly, even more now. Yeah, so, if you, if you haven't loved an animal, you don't know what love is like. That's what some people say. I agree. Anyway, this is chapter 11, which is funny. It's like, you know, the gate. An intimate exercise for lovers. So take what you may from this. I'll, I'll have a sip of coffee before I start. Can you tell, you know, my inner child is going, I don't want to read this. Fuck this shit. Who's got time for this? I got stuff to build and work to do, you know. And my older self is like, chill out, man. <laughs> no, I am keeping myself on this because I wanna, I wanna get through, and so you can use it with the EFT, and you can just listen, watch, and enjoy, or you can participate. It's sort of up to you what you want to do so it's funny because even if you even if you like me I'm looking at the page my eyes still getting that even though you don't perceive it consciously and it still helps you I've tested it so I I like to test things and see how I react so I don't go in with one expectation or the other I'm more like Oh, let's see what happens. I'm curious. And then I do it again and again and again. So you can try and do it too. I mean, if you do it honestly, you know, then it will be a nice um, thing to compare and contrast the different things we all discover. But if you're not honest, it defeats the purpose. So don't even bother. So an intimate exercise for lovers. Those of you who are lovers, try it and then let me know if it worked for you. In her address before, address, wherever, before the mind control group, Mrs. Simonton spoke of the many stresses in life which, if not handled properly, can lead to illness. It is so uncommon in our patients for them to have a good marriage, she said. When there is a good marriage with a cancer patient, it is one of the greatest things we have to work with, one of the greatest reasons for them to stay alive. What makes a good marriage? I do not have all the answers. My own marriage to Paula is an extra, extraordinarily good one, good for him. It has been rich and interesting for 36 years. But I do not thoroughly understand why. Perhaps not thoroughly understanding is part of what makes a good. I say this so you will understand that I have no first-hand experience with unhappy marriage 
and I'm therefore no expert on how to rescue one or whether one should be rescued when it is indeed trouble. I guess it's up to for the people, right, to decide. It's their business. However, I and if they have children, that's the bad part, I guess. But hey. However, I do know a few ways of enriching and improving a marriage when both husband and wife want this to happen. You might expect me to speak first of sex, <laughs> since many believe it to be the underpinning of a good marriage. I see it more as a result of a good marriage, and we'll discuss it later. Yeah, well, it uh, should be in reality, but... Again, just my opinion. Obviously. The best foundation for a marriage, I believe, is intimacy. Not an invasion of privacy kind of intimacy, but the sort of that comes from deep understanding and acceptance. I am about to suggest something rather strange, but I must give you some background first. Background first. I was thinking about breakthrough and <laughs> I made a mesh. We have spoken about the lifting joy toward the end of the mind control course. Something else occurs too. It is more subtle but deeply felt. The students, moments away from graduation, feel that they are an intimate, almost loving touch with each other. They came as strangers whose paths might otherwise never have crossed and they will soon leave to live out their individual destinies. Yet, this feeling of connection with one another will easily be reawakened should they meet again. This is widely believed to stem from the fact that they have been through an intense once-in-a-lifetime experience together. Soldiers often feel this way after they have shared the intense experiences of war. So too would any group of strangers who found themselves trapped together for an afternoon in an elevator. This is only part of the explanation, not even the larger part of it. It is a part most often seized upon because it can be easily grasped. Something else happens, which I shall try to explain. During deep and prolonged meditation, connections are made, minds are sensitively receptive and are gently touched by other minds in ways otherwise familiar only to those who have lived full lifetimes together. Or to empaths. <laughs> Most instant intimacies are superficial and false and leave us feeling a little uncomfortable. They last only briefly, not this experience. It is on a durable psychic level because it is a subtle feeling rather than an overwhelming one. Do not be surprised if you heard nothing of it from any mind control graduate you may have met. Mention it and that person will probably say, oh yes, we all felt it, it was beautiful. I guess if you guys have a chance to try it out, then let us know. 
This is a sort of byproduct of mind control training. The course is not specifically designed to achieve it. However, this is the strange suggestion I mentioned. It is possible to use what both of you, as husband and wife, have already learned about mind control to deliberately create a very comfortable intimacy that only years of living together could otherwise achieve. The result will be stronger and deeper than the one our students experience in classes. Here is what to do. So, brace yourself. I should probably have another cup of coffee. I mean, no cup, sip. I sip so slowly that uh, it becomes cold by the end. And it's mostly almond milk, really, and whatever else crap they put in it. Except I really buy one that doesn't have a lot of crap now because I am allergic to everything I have been reacting to something my face is all puffy. It's like fuck. I Think my kidneys are not happy. I need to lay off of that um, Ramen vegan ramen soup. I've been eating. That's a Capricorn thing. We get stuck on stuff like when I enjoy something I can overdo it because I just really love it and then if it's crap then I know it's crap because I start if it's good food I don't but I think I may be allergic to peppers or maybe they're cleaning me out I'm trying to find out because I had a whole pepper I was really craving it and I think it might have just started cleaning me out because uh, I've been reacting in weird ways and it's not Know how to explain it. It's like it doesn't feel like a it's, it feels like a cleansing reaction. So I'm gonna look into it because <laughs> I always like to understand why shit happens. Sometimes it takes me years because on some things they, there is so much controversy and I always think hell they can't agree on it. You know, these people have dedicated their whole life on this shit. And they can't agree on it. And we have to make out our, our own opinion on this. How do we do that? <laughs> it's a little confusing, isn't it? Right? So, let's face it. <laughs> and this is my first coffee, by the way. I am not... Because uh, I haven't... I've been feeling up and down. Like, it's... I know it's hormonal, but... There's something else also that uh, I'm reacting to. Or maybe I'm just finally dying. <laughs> That's my ultimate joke. It's happening. It's finally happening. At least I made it to this age. You know, every year is always the same joke. It, it has more impact as I get older, though. <laughs> oh, at least I made it to this age. 200 years old. Okay, Yoda. I aspire to be Yoda. <laughs> well, I'm already on the green face thing. Okay, I'm sorry, it's because I'm reading this thing on the lovers and it's my inner child is coming out here, let's stop. <laughs> Along with my sister Karma there. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Hey, when you thought there weren't two of us, then there was. <gasps> I'm kidding, that'll be the worst nightmare for some of you, I know that. Number one, select a place where you both feel happiest and most relaxed. In heaven, of course. Worlds. It might be a place where you vacation together, any place with especially pleasant memories you share. 
It can even be a place neither of you has ever seen. You can create it together. Do not, however, select a place where only one of you has been. This will skew the symmetry of the experience and reduce the sense of sharing. Number two, sit comfortably, close facing each other, relaxed, and let your eyes close. And by the way, it said close, not closed. So if you want to be naked, it's up to you guys. Just wanted to mention that. <laughs> Number three, one of you will say to the other something like this. I'm going to count slowly from 10 to 1. And with each count, you will feel yourself going deeper into a pleasant meditative level of mind. And this is hypnosis, right? Like, so you're doing self-hypnosis. And if you tap, as you do it, it'll become super easy. 10, 9, feel going deeper. 8, 7, 6, deeper and deeper. 5, 4, deeper still. 3, 2, 1. You are now relaxed at a deep, pleasant level of mind. With your help, I will join you there so i don't want you to go in deep uh, hypnosis right now that's why i wasn't reading it in a calm way but you want to go slower and you know so what i would suggest is make a video of yourself and um you know you can do self-hypnosis in this way you can write your script you can read it out and you can just sit back and listen to your own voice and your unconscious will jump on board because it's your own voice it's it's gonna trust it or you can use someone you trust so it's up to you you can use the music you want in that way like literally make yourself comfortable when you do this kind of stuff it is so important then number four the other will say i will count slowly from 10 to 1 and with each count will come closer in a deep level of mine 10 9. Feel going deeper. And see it with me. 8, 7, 6. Deeper and deeper together. And I say 6, but it sounds like sex. It's not my fault. I'm Italian. Screw it. <laughs> 5, 4. Deeper still. And closer. 3, 2, and 1. We're now both relaxed at a pleasant level of mind. Let us go deeper together. 5. The first person will say, all right, let's go very deep together. Let's experience our place of relaxation together. The more we experience this, the deeper we will go. Notice the sky. Six. Yes, blah, blah, blah. It's clear. With a few drifting clouds, each of you will slowly, spontaneously describe the scene you're experiencing together, the temperature, the colors, the sounds, all the pleasant details. Hey, you could make this a Valentine's date. <laughs> Add some dirt and other stuff, you know. Okay. Seven. When you are both at a deep level, not hurry about this and fully experiencing your place of relaxation, one of you will say to the other, I want most in life to make you happy. And only then do I want to make myself happy. Ah, screw that. Okay. Number eight. The other will say, and I want most to make you happy, and only then to make myself happy. Isn't that nice? 
Number nine. Allow a period as long as you want of silent communion, then awaken. For some, this period of silent communion may be experienced even more deeply by gazing into each other's eyes. It is entirely possible for the experienced meditator to remain at alpha or theta with eyes open. If you're not comfortable with this, do not force it. One of the things you could do is make a meditation with both of your voices and then you can just sit there together and visualize it together. And that may be probably easier for a lot of people than just doing this, um, you know. And then you can listen to it uh, whenever you wish and you can go back in that place. And when you go back in that place, the other person will also feel it. And, you know, try it out. I mean, don't believe me. I'm just saying I suggest other things you can do with this because you can just sit there and tap on this together and it will work. So you can choose what feels comfortable if you want to try it out. Anyway, then it goes on. This is a far more powerful experience than you might imagine from just reading about it here. Yeah, especially with me making stupid jokes, but <laughs> sorry, I have a funny sense of humor. The very first time you try it, you will be convinced and with variations you may develop. It may become a permanent part of your lives together. Goody! <laughs> a few words of caution. The beauty of this experience will be completely lost if it is misused. If one of the two persons involved does not understand the purpose of it and fully agree with that purpose, the resulting sense of intimate communion may come as a less than agreeable experience. I recommend it only for a man and woman seeking, or you know, whatever you are, this was written in 1974, seeking a deeper, richer, more durable commitment to each other. Each of us has an aura which some can see has a faintly visible energy field surrounding the body. We can be trained to see this aura. In fact, as another byproduct of mind control training, many of our graduates report they see their own and others' auras. Each is a distinctive and has a fingerprint. When people are physically close, their energy fields overlap. Their shape, their intensity, their color, their vibrations change. This happens in crowded theaters and buses as well as in beds with two. The more frequent the contact, the more durable is the change in the auras. In the case of a husband and wife, this change is a good one because their auras become more complementary. Prolonged physical separation will reverse the process, which needless to say, is not good for the compatibility of the marriage. Physical closeness is essential. I recommend double beds. <laughs> okay, he doesn't know me. I kick. Nobody wants to sleep close to me. You will not survive. You will not survive. Well, the dogs do, but um, they know how to. <laughs> Poor dogs. They're pretty rough with each other, so I never really kicked them. But if it's a human, 
I could kick them in the shin, you know. I have done this stuff before. I speak from experience, people. My poor mother. Apparently I kneel there as well. <laughs> I used to have nightmares when I was younger. A lot of nightmares. And I was always, you know, protecting myself. And, uh, yeah, that's why. I don't really have them now. So I'm just joking. Now for sex. Sex is not one experience. There is an entire spectrum of possibilities. I am not speaking of techniques or positions. I mean, that's the Kama Sutra stuff. I mean experiences, qualities of experience at different depths and intensities. There is a wide a range of possibilities. Oh, sorry. There is as wide a range of possibilities as there is between kicks and lasting joy. Nice. Too many couples read how to do it sex manuals and with a certain perfection of technique think they are living a good sex life. <laughs> yeah, I met a few of those people. I had friends who love that kind of stuff. To deliberate each step with each step leading logically to the next keeps what could be a deep experience on the superficial conscious level of beta. More important is to flow with the experience with the mind relaxed at a meditative level, which is why some people like to get altered and then, you know, they're stupid, <laughs> but they're more relaxed. Becoming physically sensitive can enrich and improve a marriage immensely. Even without training, long and happy marriages can result in a deep psychic understanding between partners. Why wait? Hmm. Alright, well, you guys can do what you want with that. I read it well, well, earlier, so you can get ready for Valentine's Day. <laughs> if you wanna, you know... Super, I'm just looking like it's not a very big book. Hi, Frufru. So that was it. I just wanted to read that little thing out loud. And then the next chapter is you can practice ESP. I don't know how long that is. Yeah, it's a bit long. So we'll read it separately as usual. So. I have tried to put some together because I try different formats to see what works best. But um, so <laughs> it just makes me laugh a little because um, it's an inside joke, you know, for me. Because when I was younger, I always wanted to find someone, and now I couldn't give a fuck. It's insane, like, how we change completely. And I remember I had my mom's great aunt. She, she was, she was so funny, this woman. <laughs> she was the, one of the few Pisces in my life who actually wasn't a jerk, you know. And she was really sweet, actually. She had the good side of the Pisces. And not the instability and wobbly and all that shit, you know, needing all the attention all the time sort of thing. Sometimes they are like that. No offense to any of you who are Pisces, by the way. But, um, anyway, she was super sweet, super nice. 
but uh, she had it with men like so much and when she was older she had this twitch <laughs> she would go oh man <laughs> and I was thinking geez I'm becoming her just instead of being skinny like she was super skinny oh god I am not so I, I don't have to worry about that part she was very, very, you know, in shape, and she would always go, oh, I would stop eating if I was getting fat. She was obsessed with it. And I was like, why? I mean, I, chubby people, I always felt relaxed around them. I don't know. There's some of them who are very PC people, but, you know, they have other whatever. But a lot of chubby people are actually relaxing. I don't know why people have it with them so much. And yeah, I mean, when you have too much chubbiness, it's not healthy. Like, personally, I don't like to be chubby. I like to be more fit in my, you know, in the range at least, right? Because it's hard to walk around and it's it's really... I don't care about it, how it looks because I don't have to look at myself. So I don't really have to worry about it. And I don't give a fuck. I mean, at my age, it's like, first a certain point is downhill from now baby <laughs> if you wanna really be crude about it right but I don't think in that way I just know life has a way of beating you down and it shows up on your body I mean that's why people age and that's why some people age better right so my takeaway from it is more like hmm, if I see that you know there is unhappiness showing up around I go okay what's going on you know that's more and that's why also I would never, you know, try, if you have defects anywhere that show up, you don't want to cover them up. You want to go and understand why you're having that problem right now. So yeah, sometimes it just age. And in that case, it's like, is it really healthy to just keep doing things that are not natural and to make yourself look younger than you are? Why don't you just love yourself for where you are instead? It's so unhealthy the way our society is. And, um, you know, maybe this is part of the issue with people who, you know, are in a relationship. I would think, you know, I mean, it's immensely more complicated. When you're by yourself, at least, you just have to deal with your own bullshit. When you're with someone else, it's like yours and theirs and then yours together. It's like... Fuck, it's a nice, neat, neat pile of shit until you sort it out. And maybe there's, maybe now the way I, I twisted, you know, like my great aunt is because when you've had enough, you've had enough and you're like, fuck this shit, it's not worth it. There's so many more things in life, you know. Betty White comes to mind, right? She was pretty uh, active on her own like for a long time so she was married and stuff when her husband died I guess she she was fine on her own and it's like yeah that's the whole point it's like you don't need someone else to complete your really you don't it's just if you find someone you get along with and you know things go well and you're in a good place good enough because it's never perfect then yeah I get it but where I have been <laughs> Must mean like fuck that shit man. I couldn't care less. It's like the last thing on my list really. Like literally the last thing on my fucking list is finding someone in my life. I couldn't care less. So yeah, with this great attitude. <laughs> I actually I don't have contempt either because when I see happy people 
together, it warms my heart. It's like, oh yeah, it exists, you know. It's proof that it does exist, and I've seen it more and more and more. It's more to do with, you know, it's too complicated. I just, I have, I'm spent. I'm emotionally spent. I don't want any more bullshit in my life. I'm done. All I want now is to have a little cabin out there with my doggies, you know, the more the merrier, my cats, whatever animals come around. As long as they don't try and eat me, I'm okay. And hurt me, you know, it's all peaceful. I'm good. That's all I fucking want. And give me a lot of books and good music. And, and possibly, you know, every now and then it would be nice to have a band to play with once you're half decent enough, you know, to play with that. Or even just for your learning. I like to do those things. I'm, you know, or having a group where you knit and you, I don't like, I like knitting, but my shoulders don't like it. So crocheting or doing stuff, art would be great. Or ASMR, you know, we all group up and <laughs> do ASMR together. Oh, that would be cool. ASMR group. I like uh, doing stuff like that. I don't know. I have lost my interest for anything romantic myself and um, from what I read um, it's typical of people who went through the shit I went through so I'm like oh okay so see in that case I'm perfect <laughs> case study book <laughs> it's a book proven we are written in textbook people like us <laughs> it's too funny but yeah, so apparently the people give up or, you know, they don't end up really good. So I thought, I never thought I would be that person when I was younger, for example. Because I was so full of hope and I still, in spite of everything. And then at some point, just, I realized one day it was gone and I'm not sure when it happened exactly. I just had a complete twist inside of me. And when I realized it, I was well in it already, like for a long time. So I was like, oh, when did that happen? I missed it. I missed the switch. Yeah. And um, that's what happens when you're, I think, when you're very depressed as well. And, you know, when you've pretty much given up on life and you say, I don't fucking care. I, I hope I die in my sleep. And that was my mantra for a very long time. I just, I was like, you know, which bridge should I choose? And uh, that's where I did a lot of research into, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm not going to be the person who is maimed, you know. So, yeah, ever since I was very young, too, I was kind of um, always, and it's, you know, typical, again, when you learn about this stuff, it's like, holy shit. You feel normal because then you go, oh, it's not just me. Actually, you know, people who have gone through this stuff often experience these things. And it's not always the same for everybody, obviously, right? But there are these patterns, and it was very, you know, it made me feel good. <laughs> I was like, it's not just me, it's not just me, it's actually, you know. And then you start forgiving yourself, and you move on. And so, when I look at these things with couples and stuff, I think a lot of the real issues with couples is that, you know... Most people get married really young, maybe, or, you know, even if they're not very young, then it's a habit, and you don't want to leave the habit. And maybe they're very unhappy, uh, but it's mostly because of their own bullshit, you know. And if they, when they met, 
they were able to set it aside for a bit and then it comes back right because when you have happiness then that shit goes in the background but if you have problems and stuff then poof it comes right in front of you and so then it starts poisoning everything else so I just always think if you tap and tap and tap that will be the way out of it and it's not hard to do you know so I would say knowing the stuff like taking you know yeah you can take I know there are many different courses and stuff and you can take so the silver is very good and uh, it's been tried and true and you know they have so you can go and take it and you can buy this book or you know investigate for yourself something you like I just wanted to share it because it's one of those um, little magic books that are undervalued I think and uh, a lot of people could have much better lives if they had just a little bit of this knowledge right and not everybody has money to buy or to go to the courses or even traveling there you know it's expensive if you don't have a budget you don't have a budget and a lot of people don't understand that because they had pretty cushy lives and they don't understand how it truly is when you don't have that <laughs> you know so and some people are also better with money, right? Like they have a, a much better understanding of things and they don't understand how other people can be so bad at it, even if they try. And because everybody's trained to be an asshole with each other instead of helping each other, we end up being, you know, in a place where people, some people charge a lot for what they do and they are not really worth it and some people charge nothing and they are worth way more than nothing that's for sure but uh, why because you know some people are greedy and some people are not and it's always the greedy ones in this fucked up matrix that we have been living until now um that um have the best right and so the others who are not like that even when you try and be in that way if you're not designed to be a jerk you won't enjoy it if you have a higher level of consciousness and you are a jerk with other people you are gonna suffer for it and you're gonna pay the price even more than other people so you know it's the truth is that the only way is to be yourself be true to who you are even when it's not showing up materialistically when you live true to yourself you can sleep well and you can feel good and when you're true to yourself I think you can have better relationships now maybe I'm just very opposed to it right now because I've learned so much about it and I don't think I am in a place where I have healed enough certain wounds that I would actually be able to even have a half decent relationship and I just don't have any more energy you know I'm done so if I ever do it again, it'll be the good one, or that's it, I'm done, and that's the bottom line, right, so, but hey, unlike many of you, I've tried for a long time, so, <laughs> I really did give it a good try, I cannot say that I didn't try, but at some point, you know, I said, fuck this, <laughs> it's pointless, I'm a Capricorn, I will not work 
for nothing all the time. That does not suit me. I need to see some kind of, you know, something, you know, for it. So, and I just was getting nothing. I was getting like nothing. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, I make fun of. I'm taking back our symbols, man. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you cannot muddy up good shit. Sorry. Yeah, we can become a little, you know, spent and weathered. But uh, our core is still as pure as when we started. And that's what matters. So keep your core pure. And if you're in a couple, I wish you all the best. I really do. And pardon my freaking sense of humor um, it just helps when you go through shitty times you know it's like it's a coping mechanism yes done me well all this time so I'll keep working on it <laughs> oh and one more thing one more thing They are so nice. I've always loved all these beakers, this chemistry stuff. <laughs> I'm a nerd, okay? I just like stuff. And chemistry has been one of my pet peeves because when I first moved here and I tried to take chemistry, forget it, man. It was like I was learning English and then chemistry and it was not coming easy. But it was because of the constant translation and then I tried again but my dog was dying so pff, was not there I was desperate and that was the same year my dad just died so I was really <laughs> that year was like I looked up and I said God go F yourself I was like what the fuck are you doing you know you don't exist man there is no fucking way I went on and on you know I couldn't believe it but I always wanted to take it because I like all this. I like the labs, right? Obviously, I'll be the one who makes things explode and shit, but <laughs> I try not to. I just, it's like with physics, I always love the labs, right? And in Italy, we went in the chemistry lab once and we looked at the teacher doing the experiment. It was like, no fun. I want to play with stuff, okay? This is what I always do. If I don't play with something, I cannot understand it. I need to look at it and play and try things and mock around. And then I go and read about it. Because then I have a frame of reference. Unless I really need to know, you know, the starter stuff, right? To be safe. So for me, just looking at someone else do it was not very fun. And I always had it there, you know, because... Come on. Don't tell me it doesn't look like fun. Yeah, I know the formulas and all that shit is a pain in the ass in a way. But once you got that down... <laughs> then, I used to sing the table, right? I don't remember shit now. But I used to sing that, and I was pretty good. Like in Italy, I was getting pretty good marks. Even though it was mostly theory, right? But then, lost in translation much. So it'll be interesting now to see how, you know, my brain does. I'm older, I'm tired, yes, whatever. 
but it'll be interesting to see. So Amy still adventuring it just for fun. Anyway, that's my little rant for today. Hopefully you are relaxed and sleepy now. <laughs> that's the whole point of doing this as well. And so you take a little break, listen to some certifiable crazy woman who has a bicolor hair color now. <laughs> Oh god, I have to find a way to take a picture of this and show you. It's hilarious. Yep, it's just, uh, whatever, if you're, if they're gonna call you crazy, then, you know, play the part. Why not do it on purpose? What the fuck? <laughs> oh shit, but yeah, it, it is showing up blue though, um, in the sun. Um, now it's, it's faded away, some of the darkness from the indigo color and so now you can see it and then because I did it in a way so not everybody every hair caught it I wanted to have patches where it was just the lighter one because in the darkness it looks pretty funky in the sun it looks like you're a, a weird leopard <laughs> of weird colors too but I always wanted to try to have blue hair and see how it look on my hair and um, hey <laughs> it's done now so now when I play Poirot you know my mustache is more visible <laughs> see I always wanted to do that plus it smells so good I use I use this vegan uh, it's like purple, vegan, it smells like baby powder. I'm addicted to that shit. I took so long to realize, because it's baby power and other yo-yoba and other smells. So it's not just baby powder straight up, but I could not. I was like, why do I love it so much? Like literally my brain was like mush. Like when I was a baby, is it because it reminded me of the baby powder that I used when I was a baby? And I snapped right back. Like smells are so powerful. Not for everybody, but for me, smells and sounds. And that's why I don't like to see things, because that's just too much. So, when they talk about, you know, all that ESP, right? And he was talking about those who don't... Um, those who see auras, right? Everybody can see that stuff. It's, uh, it's just if you don't want to see it, you won't. And um, I just don't want to see shit because it's very impressionable. Like, it's already impressionable when it's uh, like if a smell can do that to me. <laughs> Imagine if I see something, you know, like, fuck. And then when I get triggered, it's not a nice place to be. So I don't want to go there. And that's why. I stopped seeing things. I see now things not in color. I always see shadows and stuff. But um, I don't get scared, and that's what's funny. It's just I when it, when there is a lot of detail, and if things appear all of a sudden, that's what gets me in fight mode. Like I'm I'm there before. I'm in defense mode basically before I can even understand it with my logical brain. 
So I just think that maybe when I was a kid something happened and that's how it all started. Or maybe I'm just Bruce Lee, come back, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I used to watch it a lot though. <laughs> I loved Bruce Lee. He was like, <laughs> it was my brother's fault though. And he used to also make me watch Tiger Man and then we destroyed our parents first mattress because we were fighting on it apparently they said we destroyed it I say it was something else <laughs> and on this note I mean it seemed like a fit thing to say at the end of this right <laughs> after all it is about love so I hope it will it helps you for some of you those of you who need it anyway and the rest well I hope you had at least half a good laugh. Some of you do like the same sense of humor, you know. It may not be many of us, but still, it's not our fault. We were made this way. <laughs>